Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. These are difficult times in the United States. There's just no way around it. And if you're like me, well, sometimes you, you might feel like this thing that we love, this thing that so many of us have devoted so much of our lives to, the making of theater. You might feel like it's frivolous in the face of the terrible state of our national politics and the awful events that come about from that, things that we're being bombarded with every day in the media, all day, every day here in 2019. That's why seeing this particular series of plays that we're about to discuss on this episode was such a welcome experience for me personally. And as you'll hear in the conversation, making theater is a political act, and it can have, because it has had in the past, a profound effect on a nation's politics. PTP NYC is presenting a series of five short plays under the title Havel, The Passion of Thought, featuring three plays from Václav Havel, bookended by works from Harold Pinter and Samuel Beckett. Now, maybe you're familiar with Havel's name, if not his work, like I was, and if so, you'll be in for a lovely introduction to his plays. They're wonderful. And if you're one of those folks who ever thought, oh, Pinter, Beckett, that absurd stuff doesn't really make any sense, well... Context can be everything. I spoke with two of the actors in this series after a recent performance. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. So please let me know who you are and what you did on, oh, let's see if I can get the title correct. It is Havel, The Passion of Thought. Yes. Correct? Okay, great. I was worried I was going to get some connective tissue in there, incorrect. Uh, (laughs) And we have two of the performers from the show, one who's in every single one of these five plays. So let us know who you are, sir. Uh, David Barlow. And you play? Vanyak, we also have with us. Hi, I'm Danielle Skrostad. I'm in Protest by Václav Havel. And this is fascinating to me. Uh, there's a great program note about why the director uh, decided to put these pieces in conversation because it's not just the Havel, the three Havel pieces, uh, but also we open with Harold Pinter's The New World Order and end with Beckett's Catastrophe. All of these pieces connect in a very fascinating way. Um, and your director apparently had this idea way back in 1991. He did. And we're at a very different moment in time than 1991. Can you maybe like give us a little bit of the uh, background about what the conversations were like, about why you are doing these pieces? Sure. I, I mean, I've listened to Richard, the director, talk before about when he was doing it in 91. It, was more of a, it had more of a cerebral uh, approach in terms of the the politics and and um, you know the intellectual debate that's inherent to the to the plays and is certainly on the page. Um, this go around, you know, he wasn't necessarily leaning into the politics heavily because they're just going to speak for themselves. Uh, especially against the backdrop of, let's say, America right now. Um, And the fact that we can even draw any correlative between America and a totalitarian Czechoslovakia of, uh, you know, the communist era is interesting. Uh, And terrifying. Yeah. And uh, but so for this production, though, he really was uh, asking us to delve into 
Well, I guess, you know, the personal is the political, so the, the emotional content of, of these people's lives, who are they as human beings, and, and what is the cost to, to the soul, really, of living uh, not in the truth um, and having to make the concessions that one makes to survive in a system system that is inherently uh, opposed to one's natural free inner uh, expression uh, and all the the little heartaches and um, travesties along the way that that people uh, endure and then especially when you have an opportunity to break free uh, from that what do you do uh, and uh, so and especially in the in the one act that Danielle and I um, are in, I think that is painfully comes to the to the fore, and it's a real treat to be on that journey with with you. Yeah, I just met Richard uh, this year thanks to my friend here, David Barlow. So I didn't know about any of these playwrights. I, d I wasn't familiar with any of these plays, and I wasn't in fact familiar with PTP or Richard. And I also came in late to the process. So. I wasn't privy to that first day, you know, that great first day of rehearsal where the designers talk and the director talks and everybody sits around and listens to all the plays. So I ended up having a very nice surprise because PTP um, does a run through of their productions um, before they leave uh, Middlebury, which is where they rehearse before we come down to New York. So I'm doing this play and it's fun, but I, it's like a little bit of an isolated thing. And then I see this run through, which doesn't only include this night uh, of Havel, Passion of Thought, but also has another night that runs in rep of two Tom Stoppard plays, uh, Cahoots Macbeth and Dog's Hamlet. So I get to see seven plays, and that is when I realized that I am a part of the most exciting thing <laughs> that I I mean, I and I, I get to do exciting things. So I really was just screaming at the end of the shows because they felt so current and so um, hopeful in a galvanizing way and just that art matters and words matter and, um, and you know, what uh, do you want to do if you don't, like what's going on that this amazing person existed that didn't wait for anybody else to solve the problems and then and I'm talking about the the, the playwright Václav Havel so I don't know if your audience knows him but um, so he was a playwright who then became a pro you know a protester dissident who then was imprisoned because of those actions who then later became the last president of uh, Czechoslovakia and the first president of Czech Republic so I think he's got to have a couple of firsts in there <laughs> mm -hmm. and then to find out he's an amazing writer at the same time but I felt very galvanized like and still do that 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 he again and again is not asking you to join an alternate faction he's asking you to be somebody that refuses to let your human rights be taking, taken away. And that can exist in any form. You can sign a protest or you can, um, you can uh, just write a play 
And if that play can't get published, then you will provide a living room where your friends will do it and you will photocopy it and carbon copy it and you will think your own way and you will say what you think. Or if you don't want to say it, that there's other alternatives that he, he, he kind of, the idea that this man was a, a country's president is so exciting to me to think about right now where the president, the leader of the government isn't really asking you to engage in any patriotism or any religion or any, um, oh, you have to live this kind of way and that's loyalty or, you know, that he's just wants, you, that your president would want everyone to be themselves and engage in their human basic human rights of free speech and free thought and that that's what he wanted that the, le that the leader of a country would actually want uh, his or her citizens to uh, live authentically that's what this is all about right like all five of these plays that's the tissue like that's the the connection here is that this character of Vanyak who, who kind of seeps in human just to be clear like it is not Vanyak when it was not Vanyak when Pinter wrote the New World Order it was not Vanyak as the protagonist when uh, Beckett wrote Catastrophe but the way that seeps out um, into these two pieces and that connect by connecting them th this idea of like living truthfully I just it's it really helps me as a theater artist to see something like this as someone who like wants to believe that I can be in like I can still be involved in the political process like what I do matters that making art has a has potential it's interesting because it does these two things at the same time and on one hand it's like look at this political politically engaged brilliant playwright who then became the president of a country <laughs> like yeah art can be political and you can you can get engaged but at the same time the message of these pieces is that it doesn't have to be that you can just live in reality in a day an age where we talk about alternative facts and we talk about fake news all the time and these are things like literally the president cannot is, is constitutionally incapable of telling the truth. Mm -hmm. You can fight, you can matter in the world, you can matter just by saying that's a lie. I <laughs> like know. You, that's, there's real incredible power in this piece. And I think just in, in the fact that P2P NYC did this piece right now, because it says, you don't have to turn it into a screed. No one on stage has a ridiculous blonde wig to suggest to us one thing or, mm. you know, to like, you didn't have to tie it to today. It is tied to today. It is the moment that we're seeing. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I was, you know, I, I, I looked, I watched this uh, lecture by this man named Tim Snyder on uh, tyranny and... Uh, Oh, I read his. I read it on tyranny. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, it's it's very interesting. I mean, I'll, I'm excited to get the book, but I I just saw like a little lecture. Super quick on, read. It's a bus ride long. I, that's yeah. what he was saying in the lecture. He was like, "You could read my book before I get done in this I'm lecture." I'm not kidding. I read it on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, but, but in the little excerpt I I saw I uh, uh watched, he is um definitely you know 
to, to what you just said, uh, tying this time to a moment in time where if we just act, if we don't sit back on our haunches, if we, if we in whatever way we want to engage um, with our uh, government um, and what we do or do not like our government to be doing, um, that the time is now because it seems to him that there are markers where we're headed towards a a similar situation. And in Czechoslovakia, they had had that. They had already made that mistake once where everybody just thought, no, this government is good. It works. It works. And the structure itself can't be dismantled. And so they trusted that the structure can't be dismantled. So they just waited for it to be over. And in the time where they sat back and just waited for it to be over, the structure had, in fact, been dismantled. So by the time that they wanted, you know, like the, the, the you know, people were being elected, but nobody had any uh, power anymore. And it descends into, you know, uh, this totalitarian um, situation. Well, there was, you know, after, in the Prague Spring was in 68, and Dubček, the Czech Czechoslovakian president at the time, they they were all about communism with a human face, and so there was a lot of hope. There was you could travel, you could you know listen to the Beatles, and you know, uh, and there was the border was was pretty porous. Um, the Soviets said mm, this is setting absolutely the wrong example, so they and other Soviet bloc countries invade and comes to crackdown, and then a 20-year period of what was called normalization. Uh, which is a euphemism for hell. Yeah. Um, and so it's in that 20-year period from really, you know, 69 to 89 that um, that there's just a total crackdown on human rights and on just humanity, period. And, and so that's, it's in, it's in that period that Havel, uh, his, his writings uh, become so intensely influential in the underground and that these plays, like Danielle was saying, are being done in, in you know, basements and secret living room gatherings and, you know, recorded onto vinyl and passed around and uh, as well as his, his political writings, which are brilliant. I highly recommend anyone read The Power of the Powerless. Um, which then was disseminated throughout Poland and other um, Iron con Curtain countries that, you know, really impacted people's uh, thinking about uh, what would freedom look like. Uh, and but then again, of course, somehow these plays aren't just about Czechoslovakia. They're they're because I there have been plenty of audience members who uh, a friend of mine just emailed me last night. She said, "Well." I, 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 uh, this is a podcast, so can we curse? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Got it. So at the, uh, she she looked to her friend after the curtain, uh, and she went, "Ah, oh, we're fucked." Um, now, like Danielle also said, there is a seed of hope in these. I hope so, because um, I feel hopeful I, yeah. I, after having watched it. And you you kind of brilliantly jumped us to what was going to be like what I think is a good concluding question, which is. What is the audience taking away? Um, you have this friend who had this sense of like, oh shit, but you know, at the same time, I also wanna say like, well, you know, 
eventually Havel became the president. <laughs> I know. And we had like, a woman at a I don't want to go through 20 years of this shit, but like eventually if we if we do this, if we do and I'm I'm pointing onto the stage, you can't see it, but like if we do this, I believe that we will win, like, right? Yes. Is, is that the And it can feel a little overwhelming right now, right? Because we have Brexit, we have that Brazilian president, we have, you know, like we just have like so many things where you're like, "Oh my god, it's just the whole world is going to crap." And you're like, "Oh, well, you know, Havel had, you know, all these uh, you know, Poland's revolting every 10 years. Uh, then we have like, you know, like, I mean, right after that, you know, we have 89 and then when, when did apartheid end? 91 and like the Berlin Wall comes down in 89. And like, you know, like, so it really seemed like the whole world had had enough and they were like, let's all do something and, and, and fight for our rights and our, our right to be human. And it can feel now like, oh, we're not doing that. We're like just literally throwing our, our rights away. Except we had a woman at the talk back and it just filled me with hope, just like these plays fill me with hope, where she was from Malaysia and her grandparents remember a time where they were allowed to sit in cafes and talk and have free speech and not feel like they were always being watched and that they were about to lose their job any minute and that if they didn't do stuff that the government didn't like, that their children were gonna lose their education and their opportunity and, you know, like that, uh, that they, they had the ability to think thoughts out loud and say them <laughs> and to be themselves. Um, the grandparents remember that. So she said how when she came here, uh, she did not do that. And then, because uh, she wasn't a citizen, <laughs> then when she became a citizen, then she still didn't do it because she was still afraid. And only recently um, uh, she uh, uh, has, you know, uh, begun to express herself in public and then we had a woman in the front row who said you know it's basically we're we're going we're going to hell in a handbasket essentially you know says that and uh then the woman uh from malaysia she, i ran into her outside after the talkback was over and she was like oh i was trying to grab that woman to tell her we kicked that guy out two years ago so two years ago a country has a uh, fought for the human rights of its citizens and they won. So um, so that, so these plays are inspiring to me. Um, uh, and not just Havel's voice, but Pinter and Beckett and Stoppard, like all of them. Uh, I just, it's an extraordinary evening of two nights to have these uh, writers uh, from different countries, from different times, um, dealing with authority. Uh, in different forms, because it's not always to tell it, you know, I guess, I guess it is, but well, I, I don't want to give no, anything no, away. But I think you're right. It's like, it's just dealing with, with, with power. Um, that has gotten uh, corrupted. And um, but yeah, so she so said that. Power yeah. normally is, and, and uh, it depends on the context, you know, like, is it, 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 there's also the power of the heart. And I think that's something that's really beautiful about Havel. And when he became president, uh, you know, the communist bosses, they all had their big black, I don't know if they were Cadillacs, that would have been very, you know, but they were big black cars. And so he becomes president, and I think this is right, he kept kind of his own car and painted a big red heart on it. And I heard a different story. You want to hear my story? Sure. Uh, that he, uh, uh, for the whole, caval what are they called, cavalcades? Sure. I don't know. What are they called? You know what I mean? Because they don't just travel around. Like, you don't yeah. just travel around in your own car. You got like a... yeah. A posse. <laughs> uh, so every car was a different color. 
Oh. That's the story nice. I heard. But yes. so something was going yeah, on I think with this he, guy's So not only did, were the cars all different colors, right. there was <laughs> also a heart. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, which, uh, which Madeline Albright mentioned yeah. in your pre-show that he used to sign oh, yeah. his signature with a red with a heart. heart. You know, so like, yeah. <laughs> uh, come on. It's like I think you got like Jacinta Arden of New Zealand who's, you know, carrying on that kind of a baton of, you know, the politics of kindness. Uh, and, and so that can eventually win out, no matter how cataclysmic the period is that you have to endure. Uh, and so who among us can hold on to those, those inherent principles of, of goodness, of humanity? And we all need to do it. We all need to do what we can. Yes. Uh, the, uh, if, if, you, if people like y'all keep doing stuff like this, it's, uh, it has to bend back toward justice. It has to. Mm -hmm. So, uh, excellent work. The show is Hovel, The Passion of Thoughts. The company is PTP NYC. We are at the Atlantic Theaters Stage 2, which is the, the deep underground no-cell service uh, theater. <laughs> yes. And uh, y'all run through when? We run through uh, August 4th. The website for um, you know ticket info and calendar, since we're in rep with the other show, um, is ptpnyc.org. Yeah, and I, I want to give a shout out to this other organization just because they're about to follow uh, with a month of really cool stuff about, which you might actually like. Um, did you see the insert about Bohemian I, I National know. Hall? Okay. Yeah, they're doing, they're having a Václav Havel like uh, honoring him. Rehearsal for Truth is what it's called, and it's all these different exhibits. And so that's like the following month. So you can come get your like political theater here and then go fill it out with some human rights lectures and human rights uh, um, uh, exhibits and, and photographs. And uh, I'm very excited for all the Václav Havel that I'm about to consume. <laughs> I'm going in with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both so much. Thank you. Excellent work. Thank you. Thank you, David and Danielle. And thank you, PTPNYC, for a cathartic and inspiring theater experience, at least for this playgoer. You can catch Hovel, The Passion of Thought, running in rep with Dogs Hamlet, Cahoots Macbeth, at Atlantic Stage 2, 330 West 16th Street in Manhattan through August 4th, 2019. Head to ptpnyc.org for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Seriously, excellent work. That was really, really cool.